0: Radio Daily for finally, oh man, finally, Frackin' Friday, yes,
1: made it, Ooh.
0: that means you're playing Jackbox tonight, you should be there, because all kinds of just hijinks and crazy stuff will happen, and maybe Hunter will show up, so you'll have something good to look at, hi everybody, welcome to the uh, 12th of August where the fine folks from GeekRadioDaily.com here with you celebrating National Middle Child Day. So if you're that kid stuck in the middle with you, by all means, this is the day for you to... I don't know, get ignored? Well, whatever it is, it doesn't matter. The folks bringing it to you today, uh, the man that still has his standards, that's podcasting with Secret. And never taking the bus again. Never. He's never doing that. Hi, everybody. I'm the guy that people like to just tune out sometimes. I'm the wonderful Billy Flynn. Yeah.
1: I have that effect on people. It's been noted. What happened this day, sir? Huh? What? Oh, my turn. <laughs> 3 AD, a planetary conjunction is visible from the Earth with the naked eye. Many astronomers were later to speculate that this may have been the star of Bethlehem mentioned in the New Testament of the Bible in August. Three years after
0: he was born. 1865, after studying Louis Pasteur's germ theory of disease, which suggests that infections are caused by bacteria, Dr. Joseph Lister becomes the first surgeon to use disinfectant during an operation.
1: Before then, I guess they would just lick the knife to make sure it was clean? In (coughs) In 1887, Thomas Edison creates the first sound recording on a foil-wrapped cylinder with a device called the Edison phone. The recording is of Edison reciting Mary Had a Little Lamb, the Dice Clay version. <laughs> 1908. The construction of the first Model T is completed by Henry Ford. 1946. Richard Thomas demonstrates an additive color television system, Thomas Color, at the National Association of Broadcasters convention in the U.S. 1960. Echo One. The first
0: communication satellite is launched by the United States from Cape Canaveral, Florida. It bounces phone calls from Jet Propulsion Laboratory in California to the Bell Labs in New Jersey.
1: 1988, Orion Pictures releases Mac and Me, directed by Stuart Rafale, and starring Christine Ebersole, Jonathan Ward, Katrina Kasperi, and Lauren Stanley. The film largely rehashes the story of the blockbuster E.T., but it flops big time in the box office. It will go on to garner a small cult following, which will value the unintentionally humorous production values of course, Paul Rudd. Being one of those fans <laughs> uh, well he loves mcdonald's 1990 sue the most complete skeleton of a tyrannosaurus rex is discovered near faith gotta have faith south dakota 2004 dave weiner the developer behind rss launches the very first podcast morning coffee notes podcasts are of course made possible by the release of rss 0.92 which features a new enclosure element the passes the address of a media file to a user's RSS. Agri, basically, it's the thing that attaches the file to it. Podcasts, that, those are never going to last. 2005, Mars Reconnaissance
0: Orbiter is launched from Cape Canaveral, Florida, on the first Altus V5 rocket used by NASA.
1: 2009, astronomers announced the pending publication of an article in the Astrophysical Journal announcing the discovery of WASP-17b, the first planet that orbits in the opposite direction to the spin of its star. The planet is a 17th exoplanet to be discovered by the Wide Area Search for Planets, or WASP, consortium of UK universities.
0: 2010, Lucas van der Mire hides himself in District 9 as he continues
1: to turn into like this weird bug thing. Birthdays? Rebecca Gayhart is 51 from Urban Legend, Jawbreaker, and Dead Like Me.
0: What's the next theme, girl? Peter Krause is 57
1: from Sports Night, Six Feet Under, The Catch, Parenthood, 911. Sir Mix-a-Lot is 59. Well, we know him from the song and, of course, the plot of land he owns in England, which is why he was knighted. Jim Beaver is 72. That's Bobby Singer in Supernatural, Deadwood, Justified. And also is a regular on The Boys. The Boys. George Hamilton is 83. Evil evil. Love at First Bite, Zorro the Gay Blade, Spies, and was the extra crispy colonel. <laughs> Remember when that was a thing? Yeah. No longer were this born in 1883, Marion and Lauren, Aunt Clara, unbewitched. 1907, Joe Besser. He was Curly Joe Besser of the Three Stooges.
0: 1910,
1: Jane Wyatt, Father Knows Best. Spock's mom on Star Trek. 1935, John Cazal from Deer Hunter, Dog Day Afternoon, Godfather, and Godfather 2. Back for the sequel. On CBS, we've got Nathan Chen on a new cele- secret celebrity renovations and a rerun of Blue Bloods. ABC's got your Shark Tank in 2020. NBC has Dateline. Tube Town. Why not Tube Tops? Fox, WWE, Friday Night, Schmack Day! Now, nah. further, AMC has Rocky 3, followed by Rocky 4. The only movie that actually gave away the ending.
0: On the poster, FX, motivated by her daughter's tragedy, Faye Jaeger ushers April and her daughter Mandy into an underground operation to escape Mandy's allegedly abusive father. But her work hiding family's lands her in the crosshairs of law enforcement and her new children. Of the Underground. Is that a true story? Is that a figure? I don't even know. That's weird, man. It's really, F- really F- weird.
1: FXX says a Simpsons marathon. FXM, X-Men, Days of Future Past. BBC America has the classic British film, Star Trek. I, I wish it was like the British comic of Star
0: Trek, which was just so, if they had done that, that would have been fantastic. Paramount is showing old school.
1: You're my boy, Blue. Sippy's continuing their Warehouse 13 marathon. Seriously,
0: if someone is working on a reboot, an extenuation, you know, a continuation, what the hell ever? Please just tell us because this is just nonsensical. You're driving me batty with this. TBS has Creed and Creed Two. Electric (laughs) Creedaloo.
1: (laughs) The Legend of Stallone's Gold. (laughs) TNT has Star Wars, The Last Jedi.
0: Science Channel has a How It's Made marathon, but this fine, fine evening, we'll be watching the Lifetime Movie Network. The past comes back to haunt and threaten the family when a woman learns her teenage daughter is not her own flesh and blood. Alicia Lee and Willis Ashton Lee starring she is not your daughter. The wonderful Billy Flynn looks at what Chad and Abby are up to now. If you know what TV show they're on this week, you could win yourself a prize. It's your Further Adventures of Chad and Abby update. Brady is a botanist trying to discover if there is a form of plant communication. And he ends up being found murdered. And oddly enough, his estate is left to the very plants that he's been working on. Now, a local club helps Stefan and Chad investigate this case. And together, they are just one big group of adumbration affections number pretenses obscuration shucking jivers hashtag chappy forever
1: (laughs) it's time to check your mailbox hey
0: GRD so let me set the scene for you I woke up and the radio station was playing the same song it was playing yesterday when I woke up but not Sonny and Cher and then I flip on the TV and there's just some stupid sitcom on and oh my gosh it was the exact same episode they were showing yesterday when I got up. And then, just because I'm like, well, that's odd, that's strange, I decided to fire my podcast stuff, and there's Geek Radio Daily. Oh, no. Playing the same episode I heard the day before. And I knew, all of a sudden, that I must actually be in Punxsutawney, because nothing else made sense. I was in a time bubble. I didn't know what was going on. Oh, and then I refreshed everything later and found out it was just a stupid coincidence. Damn, hey. I thought something interesting had happened. I really, really did. That is from Marshall.
1: Hey, that means that you solved whatever you
0: needed to. Or maybe you were stuck in a time bubble for a little bit, but yeah. popped out and didn't realize it. Ooh. Ooh, did your omni make a ding sound? <laughs> <laughs> and you know, let us know what you hear tomorrow. God, now I gotta post yesterday's show again. Anyway, if you'd like to drop a note, by all means do it's podcast at geekratedata.com. I'm sorry, I don't know how that happened. It was really weird. I swear to God on my side it looked right. I, I swear it did. Or send a voicemail or text message, the magic numbers
1: are. Five one oh G R. Dear girl. How often do you get a Voyager's reference, huh? You're welcome. (laughs) John Eric Hexham thanks you. You had pretty eyes. Hi, I'm Terry Jayaman, host of Video Fuzzy, a media-centric nostalgia bomb currently working through thousands of DVD transfers from VHS tapes of the television you may remember fondly, or not, as well as current recordings, cross-connections, and comments along the way. Find my blog at videofuzzy.blogspot.com, and my Video Fuzzy podcast wherever you get your podcasts. For Video Fuzzy, I'm Terry J. Happy Happy viewing! It might be amazing, yeah, it might just be sketchy you will find out together
0: get the video fuzzy Hi, this is James O'Bara And you're listening to Geek Radio Daily
1: Both of you are
0: And we'd like to welcome both of you back To the rest of the show This is not a time bubble I promise I got an idea for a movie Doesn't everybody? Sure, and there's new stuff out this week That you can go see
1: in theaters Because people still do that What can you see, sir? In nationwide release, we've got when 30 year old self proclaimed homebody Mac Martin reluctantly joins a Palm Springs bachelorette trip for her best friend Carla, her inner 70 year old is released. Literally, the frustrated writer and influencer magically transforms into her future self, Aunt Rita. Freed from the constraints of other people's expectations, Rita comes into her own, becoming an unlikely social media sensation and sparks a tentative romance with Mac's adorable dog sitter, Jack. See Elizabeth Lail, Taylor Page, and Diane Keaton in Mac and Rita. Is that a sequel to Mac and Me? (laughs) A boy born
0: with unique physical characteristics and the horrified adults who cover every inch of his body with garments, including a mask on his face, but one day meets a boy named Tumana, a blind Biwa player. And as Tumana plays a delicate song of tangled fate, the boy discovers an incredible ability to dance.
1: Masaki Yusa and Akiko Nogi star in Inu-o. You know, having to live a lie is tough. Jonathan Harker knows that all too well. In Spangoolie's film this week, Jonathan rouses the ire of Count Dracula after he accepts a job at the vampire's castle under false pretenses. Harker's friend, Dr. Van Helsink, then embarks on a hunt for the predatory villain when he targets Harker's loved ones. You know, as you do. See, Michael go. Melissa Stribling and Christopher Lee in 1958's Horror of Dracula. Only on MeTV. I'm not wearing any pants. Film at 11. Geek News!
0: Taking a look at the world from a geeky point of view. A film adaptation of Stephen King, technically Richard Bachman's The Regulators, is in the works of Bohemia Group with George Cowan adapting a script which King has reportedly approved.
1: We open with a clear black night, a clear black moon. Warren G is on the streets, trying to consume.
0: (laughs) The story unfolds in Wentworth, Ohio, with a piece of an everyday suburban street is shattered when four vans containing shotgun-wielding regulators terrorize the street's residents, killing anyone foolish enough to venture outdoors. Well, you gotta be handy with the steel, if you know what I mean, to earn your keep. Houses is transformed into log cabins. The street now ends in what looks like a child's hand-drawn western landscape, masterminding all this is an evil creature who has taken over the body of an autistic boy whose parents were killed in a drive-by shooting months earlier. Regulators! Mount up! The novel began life as a film script with King scoring notes on it from filmmaker Sam Peckinpah shortly before he died. It's mostly known as the companion-slash-sister work to the more well-known King novel, Desperation, as both contain the same characters in different circumstances. And, of course, The Regulators is actually written by Richard Bachman. Same guy. Most people don't realize that Stephen King has worked with many iconic filmmakers. In fact, the original version of It had notes from both Woody Allen and Roman Polanski. Obviously... He did not use them. And the Langoliers,
1: he took notes from Uwe Boll. (laughs) Makes a lot of sense now, doesn't it? Though only murders in the building has shown that Steve Martin is still at the top of his game 50 years into his career, it looks like Charles Hayden Savage may be the last role he ever takes. In a new cover story for The Hollywood Reporter, the 76-year-old comedian opens up about winding down his extensive body of work. When this television show is done, I'm not going to seek others, Martin says. I'm not going to seek other movies. I don't want to do cameos. This is, weirdly, it. Well, he'll be going out on top. After starting out as a TV writer and stand-up comedian, Martin pivoted to focus on acting in 1981, appearing in films like Father of the Bride, Dirty Rotten Scoundrels, and Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. He is also a musician and writer, penning the novel Shopgirl before appearing in its 2005 feature adaptation. And, and
0: honestly, there's nothing that he's bad at, at least nothing that
1: we've seen. Despite his wide-ranging career, Only Murders in the Building is the first time Martin has starred in a series, despite many cameos in other shows. He ended up co-creating the hit Hulu show with John Hoffman, which launched last year. Now, of course, it's airing its second season, Only Murders in the Building stars Martin, Martin Short, Selena Gomez as amateur true-crime podcasters. Even with all the stabbing and poisoning, the show has been acclaimed for its comforting tone, perhaps a reflection of Martin's own priorities. He only agreed to star in the show if he could work with his longtime collaborator, Short, as well as shooting in New York in order to spend more time with his young daughter. So so, so wait, so wait, he's really not going to give us a Pink Panther 3? Sadly not. (laughs) While the actor may be eyeing the end of his career, there's still more to look forward to. Only Murders in the Building has already been renewed for a third season. As for unscripted work, Martin will be the subject of a new documentary by Morgan Neville, produced by A24 for Apple TV+. It's called Let's Get Small. Steve Martin is a legend. He's 76. We don't want him to go away because he's so damn good, and we love him for all that he does. And when we see him and his credits for the final time, well, I just know that I'll get emotionally erect. You know,
0: maybe, maybe his brain could be saved by Dr. Harafafafafar. (laughs) Harafafafafar. Just as long as he stays away from those cans. (laughs) With bulging eyes, an elongated mouth, and feet that oozed resin a fossil insect identified by Oregon State University Research is so different from anything alive that it is needed to be placed in its own extinct family. George Poirier, Jr., which is a weird name for an extinct family. Oh, no, it was the Professor Emeritus of OSU <laughs> College of Science, named the insect Paleothenaria extraflathama whatever, in a paper published in Bio 1 Complete, encased in 100-million-year-old amber from Burma P. This thing is a member of the Hemiptera order A true bug, he said As opposed to all those bullshit ones like cicadas Right, more than 80,000 species Including the aforementioned cicadas, aphids Plant hoppers, leaf hoppers, bed bugs Shield bugs, com comprise the order of Hemiptera, an ancient Greek word meaning half-winged. True bugs' size varies widely from the smallest one millimeter to the largest 15 centimeters, but they all have a similar arrangement of sucking mouthparts. I'll say. P. exothalama has a body length of just about five millimeters. It shares some features with members of the Reduviidae. Reduvidea? Redivoidia super superfamily, not fanny like I thought it said, which includes the assassin bug and the kissing bug, but its long labium, lower mouth, its head shape and its four-wing veins disqualify it from placement in any modern Redivoidia family, Pointer said. So, of course, he assigned it to a new extinct family, Paleotanthalinduidae.
1: I'm just having a very confusing time hearing words like labium and sucking mouth parts while talking about bugs. The other
0: strange feature on this fossil is an extended sheath on its final leg segment of the front tarsus, he added.
1: So, extended sheath, so it's not circumcised, eh?
0: That sheath was filled with a resinous substance, Pointer said. The sticky substance was produced by dermoglands and helped its insect grasp potential prey. (laughs) You know, it's, it's nice to know that we're still finding new, previously unknown creatures that actually lived on this planet, but whenever I hear the words prehistoric and amber together... I'm just thankful John
1: Hammond is a fictional character and the Dennis Nedry doesn't work on my IT department. Disney plus isn't done raising prices as part of its third quarter earnings report. Disney revealed that it's hiking the price of the ad free service in the U S to $11 per month, $3 more on December 8th. If you want to keep the same price, you'll have to subscribe. You'll have to subscribe to the ad supported tier launching the same day in other words, the ad-backed plan won't really be cheaper. You'll just have to pay more to keep the uninterrupted experience you already have. Disney, what are you doing? Stop making nonsense live-action remakes of movies and you'll stop losing money. The media giant also said it would raise the price of ad-free Hulu by $2 to 15 bucks per month on October 10th. If you can accept ads, you'll also pay $8 per month instead of today's 7 A $10 monthly outlay provides both Disney Plus and Hulu with ads. A bundle offering ad free Disney Plus, ad supported ESPN Plus, and its Hulu counterpart is climbing by a dollar to 15 per month, but you'll dip to 13 per month if you're willing to tolerate commercials across all three. You'll have to pay 20 bucks per month to get the trio without any sales pitches. So Disney and Hulu for 20
0: bucks? That's not so bad. I mean, if you throw in ESPN 8, The Ocho.
1: I'd pay another five spot for that. Disney wasn't shy about the reason for the price hikes. Although it added 14.4 million Disney Plus subscribers during the quarter for a total of 221 million across all services, the operating losses for its streaming-oriented divisions surged from 293 million a year ago to nearly 1.1 billion. The production costs for Disney Plus and Hulu are soaring, and Disney, well, wants to make that money back. Because no corporation will adjust anything if they can just make the end user foot the bill for their choices. The performance contrasts sharply with a key rival. While Netflix is prepping its own ad-driven plan, it's currently losing customers. It's counting on advertising to return growth where Disney is simply hoping to make a profit. As rough as its finances might be, Disney Plus is in a stronger position. Well... They will be if they could just get a well-known money-making franchise or three. Why? Well, they can get that? They'll be right as rain. Jared Mock, a Michigan man who built a
0: fiber-to-the-home internet provider because he couldn't get good broadband service from at and or Comcast, is expanding with the help of $2.6 million in government money. Wait, you can do that? January 2021, He was providing service to about 30 rural homes, including his own with his ISP. Washtenaw Fiber Properties. Mox now has about 70 customers and will extend his network to nearly 600 more properties with money from the
1: American Rescue Plans, Coronavirus State, and local fiscal recovery funds. And when he hits it big, he'll forget where he got his helpful capital and start saying no one deserves help, (laughs) just like Elon Musk. The U.S. government allocated... Washtenaw County, $71
0: million for a variety of infrastructure projects, and the county devoted a portion to broadband. The county conducted a broadband study before the pandemic to identify unserved locations, Mark said, and when the federal government money became available, the county issued a request for proposals seeking contractors to wire up addresses that were known to be unserved or underserved based on the existing survey. They had this gap-filling thing, and in my own wild stupidity or brilliance, I'm not sure which yet, I've been on the whole project in my area and even managed to win through the competitive bidding process. Monch's ISP is one of four selected by Washtenaw County to
1: wire up different areas. Okay, this is really starting to turn into an awesome story where a guy sees a need that others have and is fulfilling it. And that's The American Way. His network currently has about 14 miles of fiber, and he'll build another
0: 38 miles to complete the government-funded project, he said in a sparsely populated rural area. I have at least two homes where I have to build a half mile to get to one house, noting that it will cost over $30,000 for each of those homes to get served. The contract between Mock and the county was signed in May of this year and requires him to extend the network to an estimated 417 addresses in Freedom, Lima, Lodi, and Sayo Townships. Although the contract just requires service to those 417 locations, he explained that this new fiber route would pass 596 potential customers. I'm building past some addresses that are covered by other giant other giant. I'm building past some addresses that are covered by other grant programs but I'll very likely be the first mover in building these areas he said. Under the contract terms he will provide 100 megabits per second symmetrical internet with unlimited data for $55 a month and 1 gigabyte with unlimited data for $79 a month. Ah, Dark Brandon strikes again! Now folks, this is amazing. And the infrastructure bill that recently passed was made for situations just like this. With so much of our lives being on the internet, and not just fun stuff, but like bills, jobs, you know, all the crap, this man is bringing high speed internet to people that previously had internet through a modem that sounded like dubstep. And it gives me an idea. I'm going to make my own ISP with high speed internet, fair prices, hookers, and blackjack. Now that is the American way. Proud boom I know it, baby. J.R.D. is a creative commons attributes, not commercial license. We use the word modem. That's fantastic. Right. right? Interesting. Blah, 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 blah Yeah, that's how that works. Drop us notes. Seriously, this is fascinating and interesting. And and could you do this? Could anyone out there actually take on the big internet people and, and bring stuff to the little folk and get some of that sweet, sweet government money? If you think, you could, please talk to us about it. We'd love to know. And, of course, anybody else that wants to try to defend NFTs. I noticed nobody really tried to do that. It's podcast at geekradiodaily.com, or, yeah, of course, defense. a voicemail, <laughs> text message. The magic numbers are
1: 510-G-R-D, girl. Yep. The defense is as real as they are. What do you think? It stinks.
0: That's it, man. Game over, man. It's game over.
1: I don't know if you noticed, but the podcast was a disaster.
0: Well, I thought every part of it was good, but overall,
1: I hated it. I feel exactly the opposite,
0: but to say? Renfield! Renfield! Where is my fashion magazine?
1: Whatever master wants, master gets.
0: Ah, there she is. Cindy Sunday. I tell you, Renfield, every time I see her, I'm more sure it's her only woman I have ever loved.
1: Please, master, that's the same thing you said about the Countess de Montespan in 1672.
0: That was sex, Rainfield. This is love. This one has a soul. A very old soul. A soul I have known before. I met her once in Warsaw in 1356, master. I met her again in In England in 1931. Two bites that time. I knew her as Mina Harker. But I lost her in that damn London fog.